What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. As if with a snap of my fingers, I suddenly was able to get inside people's heads. Well, not with a snap, of course, but because of a massive collision with a car bumper. And not literally get inside, but only to read minds. But still, this event turned my life upside down. Hi, my name's Emma, and I'm going to tell you why reading other people's minds isn't as cool as it sounds. Up till a certain point, I was living a carefree life in Boston <laughs> with my parents. Ever since I was a kid, I was very active. I was eager to do it all. Sing, paint, organize birthday parties for everyone I knew. My parents would always stop me and say, Emma, maybe you should focus on one thing at a time. But I didn't understand why, when there was so much to do in the world. By high school, I was already the editor-in-chief of the school newspaper, chairman of the debate club, and a straight-A student. I don't know how you do it all. My friend Nora used to tell me, I have to study for my math test, and it's like you're a thousand miles ahead of me. It just seems that way. I can barely keep up. I've got a paper to write, and a violin lesson, and a date with Lionel. Yeah, I blushed a little. We're going to the movies tonight. Cool, I hope it goes well for you. I adored Nara, and I could talk to her about anything. We'd been best friends since kindergarten. From the moment Nora told me that she kissed Tom, we never hid anything from each other. She was the one who introduced me to Lionel. I was so nervous before the date. I asked myself the usual questions. What to wear? What should we talk about? Does he really like me? What if he thinks I'm boring? Doubts overwhelmed me for the rest of the evening. But nothing bad happened. We ended up having a great conversation. He told me about how they were preparing for the new soccer season and how the whole team got food poisoning from Patrick's sandwiches. And I said something about the upcoming newspaper release. Even though we didn't have similar interests, we still found common ground. The next day, I didn't remember what the movie was about, but I remembered the moment when Lionel grabbed my hand and then timidly let it go. The school newsroom was as noisy and chaotic as usual. Even though our work was not paid, it felt as if we were preparing for an issue of Times Magazine. Emma, where have you been? You're late, was the first thing I heard when I walked into the room. That served as our office. Tim grudgingly crossed his arms and waited for me to answer. Urgent business. We don't know what to put on the front page. The story about the poisoning of the soccer team, or Brad mm. Falchuk's story about the school being overrun by zombies. No horror stories, I exclaimed. The story isn't as bad as usual. Tim said and showed me the manuscript. No, I'd rather have a story about soccer players. We give them too much attention as it is. What if they miss the new season? That's important news. Tim muttered something. Brad was his friend. So, he was always bringing his horribly written stories to the newsroom. In general, Tim was a great assistant. We often disagreed, though. He hated sports and school gossip. I, on the other hand, thought it was an important part of school life. If there's a fresh love story, preferably a sad one with yelling and crying, it's great for the paper. So, our paper was either loved or hated. Even though I was busy most of the time, I still managed to find time for Lionel. Going to the movies and coffee shops with him, listening to music. 
I even went to his team practice sometimes. After a while, we could no longer be without each other. One day, I stayed late at the newsroom and was late for a date with Lionel. I got out of school and saw a bus approaching the bus stop. I rushed towards it. There was a loud hunk and a screech of brakes when I was halfway there. I froze for a moment, and then there was darkness. I woke up at the hospital. My head felt heavy, like a marble ball. Everything was a blur. I could see faces, but I didn't recognize them. Then I fell asleep again. As I was later told, I ran onto the road without looking around and was hit by a car. The recovery process took several weeks. During that time, I discovered the strangest thing. Sometimes, I thought I could hear someone talking, but their mouth was closed. At the same time, I thought it was some kind of side effect of the medication, but I was wrong. The first time I realized that there was something wrong with me was when I was driving home with my parents. I settled in the backseat and heard my mom say, What was she thinking? She almost died. Always running around like a wind-up doll. That's not true! I tried to justify myself. I was in a hurry, and that car came out of nowhere. What are you talking about, honey? We don't blame you, said my father. Mom said I was a wind-up doll. I never said that, she protested, her eyes widening in surprise. But I just heard you say it. I didn't say anything, she said firmly, and then added to herself. How does she know what I was thinking? I hope I can make it to the game, my father said to himself. You just picked me up from the hospital, and you're already thinking about the game? No, I'm not. Dad protested, dumbfounded. And then, is she reading my mind? Hmm. No, it can't be. She can probably tell by the look on my face that I want to get to the game in time. I leaned back in my seat and just stared out the window. I need to come to my senses. Everyone probably feels like they can hear or see something after an accident. I didn't pay much attention to the whole incident. But what happened at school could no longer be mistaken for an accident or post-hospital fatigue. As I entered the school building, fragments of phrases flashed through my head, which seemed to be addressed to no one in particular. No one notices me. It's like I'm invisible. I'll probably have to repeat the year, unless I manage to cheat in math. She said she didn't meet up with Darren, but I saw them. I need to eat less. I need to eat less. I looked at everyone with a surprised, almost frantic look. Then Kevin came up to me. It's good to see you. I hope you've recovered. When Kevin finished his sentence, I immediately heard his voice. Miss Perfect is going to remind us again how insignificant we all are, even though she herself can't even cross the road safely. I didn't understand where the voice was coming from. It made me feel uncomfortable. Were those his thoughts? The idea slipped through my head. Okay, I'll see you in biology class. Kevin left before I could answer, and I ran into Nora. She jumped up to me and gave me a big hug. I was so worried about you. And immediately, damn, I wish she could stay in the hospital forever. Why? I exclaimed. Aren't you glad to see me? I am, very much so. Nora fluttered her eyelashes innocently. And at that moment, I heard. Do I have it written all over my face that I'm not thrilled at all? I see. I walked out of the school and sat down on the bench. What's going on? I thought. Why isn't anyone happy to see me? Am I going crazy? Or can I really read their minds? I heard something about people waking up with superpowers after an accident. But it can't be true, right? 
the facts proved otherwise. I could clearly hear what people were thinking. And as it turned out, a lot of people didn't have the highest opinion of me. Show off. Well, here she comes. Homecoming queen. Dummy. Though their faces lit up with the most benevolent smiles in the world. That's when Lionel appeared. It would be better if it were a dream and not reality. Hey, Emma. He put his arm around my waist and kissed me on the cheek. How are you? Terrible. I feel like I'm going crazy. I wish you were. I wouldn't have to lie to you about Nora. What are you talking about? I didn't say anything. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to work out. Sure. My head was spinning. Lionel and Nora? No way. They wouldn't do that to me. But Warren's thoughts finally convinced me of what I didn't want to believe. Poor Emma. Doesn't even know her boyfriend was hanging out with Nora while she was in the hospital. I was shattered and depressed. Everyone turned their backs on me. Just as I was about to burst into tears, I heard a familiar voice behind me. She's back! It was Stim. Don't think that we were struggling without you. And then to himself. But the truth is, it was a mess here without you. It's so good that you're back. I sneered. Everything has probably fallen into shambles in the last three weeks. Not at all. People got a break from all the gossip. At least. You're probably right. What? What happened to Emma who used to chase every tabloid headline? Still at the hospital. Tim smiled, and I could hear what he was thinking. How glad I am to see you. If only you knew how much I've missed you. I was so surprised by what I heard. I couldn't really say anything, especially since I had to go to class. I always thought Tim didn't like me, but it turned out that wasn't the case. Somehow, I pulled myself together and got back to doing what I like best. I devoted even more energy to the school paper. I spent hours reading textbooks. I played the violin and a lot of other things. But I also wanted to get even with Nora and Lionel. So I wrote an article about the two-faced couple. It came out pretty bitter and spiteful. I shouldn't have been so harsh, but it was too late to change it. Nora was very affected by the anonymous article, and I think you can all guess who the author was. I got a lot of fans after that article. Emma's really cool to do something like this. How conniving they are. That Lionel and Nora was in everyone's mind. And while everyone sympathized with me, everyone was avoiding Nora and calling her a stalker behind her back. So, my best friend became my sworn enemy. She, in fact, started a rumor that I was the first one who stole her boyfriend. I had to write a rebuttal article. People's opinion of me and Nora changed literally every day. I was either a liar or a hero. This whole show is beginning to annoy me. The only one who was consistently supportive of me the whole time was Tim. Yeah, forget it. People say what they say. You know how easy it is to manipulate other people's opinions. I think you did the right thing. You don't like articles like that. Yeah, but they deserved it. Nora didn't want to apologize and make peace with me. Instead, she and Lionel decided to take revenge on me. Not just verbally. She stole my diary and scattered the pages all over school. Now everyone knew something that wasn't meant for the wider audience. When I came to school, everyone already knew my secrets. Tim wanted to calm me down and give me a hug, but my emotions got the better of me, and I ran out into the street. The car came out of nowhere in the same spot as the last time. I think the road was cursed or something. I ended up in the hospital again. 
Nothing serious this time. I bruised my arm and banged my head slightly. The effect was staggering. I no longer heard voices. I can hear anyone's thoughts. People were a mystery to me again. Tim was visiting me in the hospital the whole time, <laughs> updating me on the latest news. The school principal investigated what had happened and found out what Nora had done. She was suspended from school for a while. Our feud stopped only a month later. When we were finally able to have a normal conversation. <laughs> Meanwhile, my relationship with Tim took a turn. At first, we just started talking a lot. But then, he admitted that he'd been in love with me for a long time. I really like you too. I told him. When I went back to school, I was well aware that everyone knew my secrets. But I couldn't hear anything else. And I didn't care what anyone thought of me. The main thing was that... Mm. I had someone around me who liked me and always supported me. Although, this had no effect on our work at the newspaper. Tim and I continued to argue for hours about what to put on the front page. So, that's my story. Tell me, would you like to be able to read other people's minds? And how would you use that ability? Write about it in the comments. No, I'm not going to give up that easily. I thought as I sat in the cave. No one would find me here for sure, except for the group of tourists who'd come here on a field trip. Not only that, I found myself in a terribly uncomfortable situation because I was in a filthy cave in my wedding dress. I got kicked out of there in disgrace. It turned out that I was hiding in the tourist zone. Whoever thought of doing tours in caves? It stinks and is boring as hell. But as soon as I got outside, I was immediately picked up by my fiancé Jacob's men. Oh man, now I really have to get married. Hi, my name's Lily, and my mom's making me get married, so I don't have to be dependent on her anymore. My mother should get the Mother of the Year award, because she's done enough to annoy me over the past year, and also caused me serious injury. It's her fault I broke my arm, because she made me work as a janitor in the winter, and then one morning, when the power went out all over town, I slipped in the dark, fell down, and blacked out, and when I woke up, I had a cast on my arm. I was in terrible pain, but instead of words of encouragement, my mother said, you did it on purpose so you wouldn't have to work. Do I look crazy? No, you're just lazy. You're useless. You can feel sorry for my mother. She's got such a grown-up daughter who's still not working. But the thing is, we're pretty well off, and we don't need anything. But my mother got it into her head that I have to work because I'm 18 years old now. The thing is, her friend's daughter has been working since she was 16 and helping the family. And my mom hears from her friend all the time about how great her daughter is. And then she blows her brains out that I should set an example. So adopt her. I once got angry. I'm not going to sacrifice my time for your whims. I'm actually at university. And if I work... I wouldn't have time to study. That's just an excuse, Lily. If you wanted to, you could find a way. I don't want to, so leave me alone. But Mom was determined not to give up. And I found out the next morning when I got into the shower and cold water was pouring down on me. I screamed so loud. The whole neighborhood must have heard me. I ran out of the shower right away and I yelled at my mom and she just shrugged her shoulders and said that the water had been cut off for non-payment because I don't work, so there's no hot water for me. Of course, I knew my mother turned off the heater herself by turning the valve. 
What are you talking about, daughter? I just didn't have the money to pay the water bill. And no one helps me financially. Soon, we probably won't even have electricity. I got really pissed off, and I had to go to my friend Melissa's house to take a shower. I felt really uncomfortable, but luckily, she understood. Melissa thought my mom was wrong, but I wasn't just lying on the couch all day with my phone on all day. I'm in school, and I'm an A student. Then my mom started selling stuff that I wasn't buying with my allowance. It was my money, so I'm entitled. Mom, you're crazy. We're doing fine. Why are you ruining it? You don't want to hear me. You don't want to understand me. I was able to get my laptop back, but I had to say goodbye to my old console, a fitness watch, and a new leather jacket. But even that didn't break me, because I kept standing on my ground. My studies would come first, even if I had no fight with my mom about it. And then I had an unexpected surprise. I came home from the university, and I saw a beautifully set table. Mom even bought me a new dress. What's the catch? Are you going to take it away tomorrow? Of course not, honey. Get dressed. We have guests coming over. A family visited us. I immediately noticed a very handsome boy. It turned out to be my mother's colleagues and their son. The guy was shy, but that only added to his charm. He and I had a nice chat about games, movies, and studying. I really liked the guy, but only until I found out something. My mom has a thing for talking loudly on the phone. She thought I'd gone to bed, but in fact, I was finishing my literature essay. And that's when I heard that it wasn't just guests. Turns out, our parents want to marry us. What? But why would mom do that? What's she up to? I ran out of the room right away. I reached the phone out of her hands, and I threw it at the wall, feeling like I was the coolest agent 007 ever. I heard that. What are you up to? If you don't want to work and help me, then you're going to get married. So you don't have to sit on my neck anymore, Lily. I was so shocked. I stood there like an ice-cold statue for a minute. When I came to myself, my mother had already locked herself in the bedroom. No. This is too much. I'm not marrying anyone. Never. Meanwhile, my mother called the family back in for dinner. I dressed up like a real goth. I climbed up on the table. I threw away all the food, and then I started singing Rumstein songs. Well, that's just to scare the guests. You guys are crazy, like the Adams family, the man exclaimed. And we have a coffin in the closet, I said, and I laughed wickedly. The guests immediately ran away in terror, and then I ran out of the house to avoid the hot hand of my wicked mother. I hid at Melissa's and told her everything. My friend suggested an interesting theory. Your mother probably wants you to work for a reason. Maybe she really does have some problems that you don't know about. That seemed like a sensible idea to me. The next day, I went through my mother's things, and I found something interesting. Turns out... About six months ago, she got mixed up with scammers, who scammed her out of a lot of money. So that's why she wants me to go to work so bad. Mom has debts that for some reason I have to pay off. When I told Mom that I knew her secret, she was able to get away with it. I needed money for a gift. You act so hard for an electric scooter. But I didn't ask to go into debt. That's your problem. We argued for a long time, and the very next day, Another fiancé came to visit us, very wealthy, handsome, 
but terribly spoiled. I didn't like him at first sight, but my mother begged me to marry him. We'll settle our debts, and then you'll get a divorce. You might even get something in the divorce. Do it for me. No way. However, that guy didn't know how to take no for an answer, and he got us married. But I wasn't going to give up either. So I ran away from my own wedding and hid in a cave. And then you know the rest. And when we danced the first dance, he purposely stepped on my feet. And I responded by throwing a piece of cake at him as a joke. The guests laughed. I laughed too. But Jacob, on the other hand, he was furious. Believe me, I did everything to get him to divorce me. I ruined his food. I burned his clothes with an iron. And once, I sold cheaply through an online store for the goods he was supposed to ship to his business associates in another country. But Jacob remained undeterred. At least, that's what I thought, until we had a social evening. Jacob came on stage, told me how much he loved me and cherished me. And then he showed people a slideshow of wedding photos. Except it wasn't wedding photos. They were mine, shameful ones, which the whole society saw. Now you've lost. Jacob said angrily. Then he came up to me. Let's just get a divorce. I'd love to, except our parents signed a contract, and I have to put up with you for a year. A year? I couldn't believe my ears. I couldn't hold back the tears of despair. Jacob didn't even feel sorry for me. Just like that, I was all alone. It was good that I could go to the university and get support from Melissa. But my mom didn't see how miserable I was. She talked me into staying with Jacob forever, because he's insanely rich, and he certainly wouldn't skimp on gifts and expensive things. There's no way in hell I'm staying with that jerk, I screamed. The year went by unbearably slowly, and I finally got my divorce. In the divorce, I had no claim on Jacob's family money, but he gave me $200,000 himself. Buy yourself a house and move away from your crazy mother. My ex-husband said... And then he added, I'm sorry about what happened. It's been a sucky year for both of us. That's for sure, but thanks for the money. I could use it. After the divorce, I immediately bought a house on the coast. It wasn't a new one, but I didn't care. My mother wanted to move in with me. She'd always wanted to move out of that cramped apartment and into a house of her own. Oh no, I'm going to live here alone, I said. Lily, how could you do this to your own mother? How could you do this to your own daughter? You got yourself into debt, and you made me pay it off without thinking about my schooling or what I wanted. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't have this house. I'm the one who made you marry Jacob. Yes, and that was a terrible year, too. Even that 200000 would make up for it. I don't want to see you. I closed the door in front of my mother, and I cried. I was very hurt that she couldn't understand me. And it hurt even more that I would no longer be able to communicate with her. My mother had betrayed me. Melissa and I renovated my new house together. And then one night, Jacob showed up at my door. Did something happen? Yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to. And I have a problem. Jacob told me his business is failing. And he has nowhere else to go. Because all his friends and majors had turned their backs on him. My friend wanted him out because she knew how he humiliated me at that social gathering. No, he's staying. And even though my ex-husband and I weren't friends, he gave me money after the divorce and helped me move out of my mother's house. I helped Jacob come to his senses after he lost his business. I also suggested a good idea for a startup. 
He loved the idea, but I had to sell the house to make it happen. Melissa thought the guy was going to screw me, but Jacob didn't. Instead, he took a cut, and now we're making money together from the business. The business helped us get closer and become friends. However, no amount of money helped me to reconcile with my mother. She was now resentful of me, but I didn't want to crawl on my knees in front of her either. But I hope that in future, we can forgive each other. Do you think my mom deserved forgiveness? Write your answers in the comments, like the video, and subscribe to the channel. My name's Grace, and I'm facing a hard choice. Money or love. After all, my crush promised to marry me if I got rid of my millions. But before I continue my story, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. I grew up in a wealthy family. My parents tried to never deny me anything since I'm their only child. So I have no idea how to live without money. Money solves everything. If you want a vacation, buy yourself a trip to the islands. If you're seriously ill, buy yourself some expensive medicine. However, not everyone shares my opinion. Unfortunately, my crush Nasfi was one of those people. I fell in love with him a year ago, and he reciprocated. And even though Nasfi wasn't very nice to reach people, he was crazy about me. And he wasn't uncomfortable by my millions. At least, that's what I thought up to a certain point. Grace, you and I have been together for a year now, and I want to ask you to be my wife. Yes! I screamed before he could finish. Wait, I have one small condition. He took my hands. And what's that? I want you to give up your millions. What? I shrieked, and I swung my hand sharply in shock. I accidentally dropped a burning candle on the table, and the tablecloth, of course, burst into flames. And there was a fire in the restaurant. People ran out into the streets in panic, and I panicked and wondered what to do. To choose money and spend my life in luxury, or choose a lover and live my life in love, old clothes, and in a box on a street like a cat family. Uh-huh. Grace, Nasfi told me, money's evil. Money is opportunity and happiness. Without it, there's no life. You're wrong, and I'll prove it to you if you agree to be my wife. Either the disgusting smell of smoke had that effect on me, or it was just love that blew my head off. But I agreed to marry Nasfi and give up my favorite green bills. That smells so good and rustle in my hands. My parents were shocked when they learned of my decision, but they didn't mind because they liked Nasfi and they respected my every wish. I left the mansion with tears in my eyes and found myself in Nasfi's old one-room apartment. Is there only one bathroom? I asked in shock. Well, yes. Is that really a problem for you? Of course it's a problem for me. Do I have to wait for him to shower every morning? I leave my personal belongings in the same drawer as his. What a nightmare. But I told Nasfi I'd get used to it. I thought the bathroom would be the only inconvenience in my new life. But I was wrong. Can you believe I had to cook for myself? I also had to clean up while Nasfi was at work. Even though I was in college during the day, my husband thought a woman should keep the house in order. I wasn't used to that. I used to have a maid do everything for me. And why should I do anything around the house all by myself? So, I wanted to tell Nasfi I wasn't happy. But he came from work with a big bouquet of white roses. And he hugged me. And he told me I'd make a wonderful wife. His words made me melt. But the very next day, 
I was Snow White again, because I couldn't figure out the washing machine. First of all, I couldn't get it to work the first time. Second of all, I put too much detergent in, and the whole bathroom was full of bubbles. Third, I threw a red stock into the white laundry. I think you can see by now that it was a disaster. I freaked out. I sat down on the floor in the foam and cried out of helplessness. I hate this life. Without money, it sucked. Grace, what's wrong? When Nasfi came home from work and saw me, he ran right over and gave me a hug. I can't live like this anymore. I can't do anything. All oh, my white clothes have turned pink. You'll learn everything, honey. The guy stroked my hand and I pushed him away from me. I'm not going to learn. I don't want to be your servant. If I'm going to live my whole life under these conditions, I choose money over marriage to you. I see. You're just like everyone else. Nasfi said grudgingly. I'm disappointed in you. I don't give a damn. The main thing is, I'll never stand at the stove again. I'll never do your laundry again. But as soon as I got back to the mansion, to my parents, and they shocked me with terrible news, my father had gone bankrupt. His company was in serious trouble. Not only were we left without millions, but our family was also heavily in debt. We sold the mansion, a collection of cars, and my mother and I's jewelry. It was enough to buy a small apartment on the outskirts of town, which was no better than Nasfi's apartment. In the end, I had to do what I did when I lived with Nasfi. Only, I had to teach it to my mother. But she wasn't a very good student. Dinner kept burning, and the iron burned through our clothes. My dad wasn't happy, and he and my mother fought all the time. All I had to do was cry quietly, because I'd lost everything. Money and love. So one night, I decided to write to Nasfi and apologize to him for my behavior. But he didn't answer my messages. And then I saw a picture of him with another girl on social media. What the hell is that? I squeezed my phone so hard that my hand cramped. My anger was so intense. I thought I was going to burn the apartment down. But instead, I tried to find out who this girl was. I looked at her social networking page and realized she was an angel from a simple family. She's a charity worker, studying to be a doctor. A real Nasfi ideal, not like me. Honestly, at first, I wanted to just let it go. But I couldn't because the anger was tearing me apart. Nasfi was so quick to find a replacement for me, so he didn't love me that much. With that thought, I went to his house, and when the guy opened the door, I slapped him right in the face. Grace, are you crazy? He touched his cheek. How could you, Nasfi? I thought you loved me, but as soon as I left, you found a replacement. You left me on your own. You chose money. So what? That doesn't mean I stopped loving you. Actually, I regretted my decision right away, but I realized that money really wasn't the most important thing in life. I didn't want to tell him that my family was poor, that I wanted to move out of my parents' house so I wouldn't have to be their personal maid. Really? Nasfi was surprised, and he smiled. Well, of course. I made a pretty face, and Nasfi hugged me tight. This was the picture his new girlfriend saw. She slapped him in the face for the second time that day. I wanted to jump on her with my fists, but Nasfi stopped me and told me he'd be happy to marry me. Then why'd you start seeing someone else? I don't know. Probably to piss you off, Grace. You're such a jerk. <laughs> I laughed, and I patted his hair. 
I moved away from my parents again. Mom even burst into tears, because now all the housework was her responsibility. Nasfi and I started a new life. He even started helping me with my chores, even though he was tired after work. I guess I was happy, although to be honest, only my millions could really make me happy. But one day, I saw Nasfi talking to this girl he used to date. He handed her something, and then he hugged her. I didn't understand the situation. I ran up to the couple and pushed the girl into a puddle, and then I slapped Nasfi in the face. The guy somehow calmed me down, and then he helped the girl up. But I put her right back where she belonged, angry that my young man was trying to help her. Grace, you got it all wrong, said Nasfi. He explained that he'd given the girl her things that she'd left in his apartment. And he hugged her, because his ex-girlfriend was having a hard time with the breakup. I almost calmed down, but then my mom came over. As luck would have it, she was walking by with a bag full of groceries. Grace, my daughter! Mom threw the bags on the ground, and then she hugged me. Please come home, I'm so tired. Did something happen? Nasfi asked. Didn't Grace tell you? Our family's broke. We're not rich anymore. I have to do everything myself. Grace used to help me, but she moved back in with you so she wouldn't have to live in the same apartment with us anymore. Nasfi was shocked when he heard that. I could see the disappointment on his face because he knew I'd lied to him. So you didn't give up the money. You just ran away from your parents. No, not exactly. Nasfi, I love you. I shouted desperately. I don't want to know anything else. He laughed, and his ex pushed me into a puddle in anger. Honestly, I didn't even want to get up, because I'd lost someone I loved, who will not take me. I helped my mother carry the bags to the apartment. There was a happy father waiting for us. He told me that his business was going well. All his millions were back, and now we could buy a new mansion and live in luxury again. But I couldn't be happy, because for the first time, I realized that money wasn't my first priority anymore. Without Nasfi, it didn't make me happy at all. Even a holiday on the islands didn't take my mind off my grief. I tried to call and write to the guy, but he blocked me everywhere. That's how he caught me out of his life. I didn't know anything about Nasfi for six months, until a mutual friend told me he was in the hospital. My ex was riding his bike to school, and he got hit by a car. Nasfi was pretty badly injured. I rushed to the hospital right away, but they wouldn't let me in the room because I wasn't related to the guy. But we met anyway, when after a while, Nasfi came out of the room with difficulty. Nasfi, hello, I shouted, and I waved my hand. He was shocked to see me, but he smiled anyway. We sat down in the hall, and I started an uncontrollable flow of speech. I apologized to the guy, then I told him I was miserable without him. Then I cried and admitted that he was right about the money. And I'm sorry, Grace. I was too hard on you. I didn't think it would be hard for you to change your life like that. Nasfi took my hand, and I cried again. But this time, I was happy. Our relationship was getting better. My father bought us a nice apartment with two bathrooms, and I tried not to ask my parents for money anymore, because I wanted to do everything with Nasfi. He was happy that we got back together again because all these six months, he couldn't get me out of his mind and heart. That's how I realized that money solves a lot of things, but not everything. The most important thing to have is a loving and caring person by your side. Would you give up millions for love? Write your answers in the comments.
No, I'm not going to give up that easily, I thought as I sat in the cave. No one would find me here for sure, except for the group of tourists who'd come here on a field trip. Not only that, I found myself in a terribly uncomfortable situation because I was in a filthy cave in my wedding dress. I got kicked out of there in disgrace. It turned out that I was hiding in the tourist zone. Whoever thought of doing tours in caves? It stinks and is boring as hell. But as soon as I got outside, I was immediately picked up by my fiancé Jacob's men. Oh man, now I really have to get married. Hi, my name's Lily, and my mom's making me get married, so I don't have to be dependent on her anymore. My mother should get the Mother of the Year award, because she's done enough to annoy me over the past year, and also caused me serious injury. It's her fault I broke my arm, because she made me work as a janitor in the winter, and then one morning, when the power went out all over town, I slipped in the dark, fell down, and blacked out. And when I woke up, I had a cast on my arm. I was in terrible pain. But instead of words of encouragement, my mother said, You did it on purpose so you wouldn't have to work. Do I look crazy? No, you're just lazy. You're useless. You can feel sorry for my mother. She's got such a grown-up daughter who's still not working. But the thing is... We're pretty well off, and we don't need anything. But my mother got it into her head that I have to work, because I'm 18 years old now. The thing is, her friend's daughter has been working since she was 16 and helping the family. And my mom hears from her friend all the time about how great her daughter is. And then she blows her brains out that I should set an example. So adopt her! I once got angry. I'm not going to sacrifice my time for your whims! I'm actually at university, and if I work, I wouldn't have time to study. That's just an excuse, Lily. If you wanted to, you could find a way. I don't want to, so leave me alone. But Mom was determined not to give up, and I found out the next morning when I got into the shower and cold water was pouring down on me. I screamed so loud, the whole neighborhood must have heard me. I ran out of the shower right away. And I yelled at my mom, and she just shrugged her shoulders and said that the water had been cut off for non-payment because I don't work. So, there's no hot water for me. Of course, I knew my mother turned off the heater herself by turning the valve. What are you talking about, daughter? I just didn't have the money to pay the water bill, and no one helps me financially. Soon, we probably won't even have electricity. I got really pissed off, and I had to go to my friend Melissa's house to take a shower. I felt really uncomfortable, but luckily, she understood. Melissa thought my mom was wrong, but I wasn't just lying on the couch all day with my phone on all day. I'm in school, and I'm an A student. Then my mom started selling stuff that I wasn't buying with my allowance. It was my money, so I'm entitled. Mom, you're crazy. We're doing fine. Why are you ruining it? You don't want to hear me. You don't want to understand me. I was able to get my laptop back, but I had to say goodbye to my old console, a fitness watch, and a new leather jacket. But even that didn't break me, because I kept standing on my ground. My studies would come first, even if I had no fight with my mom about it. And then I had an unexpected surprise. I came home from the university, and I saw a beautifully set table. Mom even bought me a new dress. What's the catch? Are you going to take it away tomorrow? Of course not, honey. Get dressed. We have guests coming over.
a family visited us. I immediately noticed a very handsome boy. It turned out to be my mother's colleagues and their son. The guy was shy, but that only added to his charm. He and I had a nice chat about games, movies, and studying. I really liked the guy, but only until I found out something. My mom has a thing for talking loudly on the phone. She thought I'd gone to bed, but in fact, I was finishing my literature essay. And that's when I heard that it wasn't just guests. Turns out, our parents want to marry us. What? But why would mom do that? What's she up to? I ran out of the room right away. I reached the phone out of her hands, and I threw it at the wall, feeling like I was the coolest agent 007 ever. I heard that. What are you up to? If you don't want to work and help me, then you're going to get married. So you don't have to sit on my neck anymore, Lily. I was so shocked. I stood there like an ice gold statue for a minute. When I came to myself, my mother had already locked herself in the bedroom. No, this is too much. I'm not marrying anyone. Never. Meanwhile, my mother called the family back in for dinner. I dressed up like a real goth. I climbed up on the table. I threw away all the food, and then I started singing Rumsting songs. Well, that's just to scare the guests. You guys are crazy, like the Adams family, the man exclaimed. And we have a coffin in the closet, I said, and I laughed wickedly. The guests immediately ran away in terror, and then I ran out of the house to avoid the hot hand of my wicked mother. I hid at Melissa's and told her everything. My friend suggested an interesting theory. Your mother probably wants you to work for a reason. Maybe she really does have some problems that you don't know about. That seemed like a sensible idea to me. The next day, I went through my mother's things. And I found something interesting. Turns out, about six months ago, she got mixed up with scammers, who scammed her out of a lot of money. So that's why she wants me to go to work so bad. Mom has debts that for some reason I have to pay off. When I told Mom that I knew her secret, she was able to get away with it. I needed money for a gift. You act so hard for an electric scooter. But I didn't ask to go into debt. That's your problem. We argued for a long time. And the very next day, another fiancé came to visit us. Very wealthy, handsome, but terribly spoiled. I didn't like him at first sight, but my mother begged me to marry him. We'll settle our debts, and then you'll get a divorce. You might even get something in the divorce. Do it for me. No way. However, that guy didn't know how to take no for an answer, and he got us married. But I wasn't going to give up either. So I ran away from my own wedding and hid in a cave. And then you know the rest. And when we danced the first dance, he purposely stepped on my feet. And I responded by throwing a piece of cake at him. As a joke, the guests laughed. I laughed too. But Jacob, on the other hand, he was furious. Believe me, I did everything to get him to divorce me. I ruined his food. I burned his clothes with an iron. And once, I sold cheaply through an online store for the goods he was supposed to ship to his business associates in another country. But Jacob remained undeterred. At least, that's what I thought, until we had a social evening. Jacob came on stage, told me how much he loved me, and cherished me. And then he showed people a slideshow of wedding photos. Except it wasn't wedding photos. They were mine, shameful ones, which the whole society saw. Now you've lost, Jacob said angrily. Then he came up to me, 
Let's just get a divorce. I'd love to, except our parents signed a contract, and I have to put up with you for a year. A year? I couldn't believe my ears. I couldn't hold back the tears of despair. Jacob didn't even feel sorry for me. Just like that, I was all alone. It was good that I could go to the university and get support from Melissa. But my mom didn't see how miserable I was. She talked me into staying with Jacob forever because he's insanely rich. And he certainly wouldn't skimp on gifts and expensive things. There's no way in hell I'm staying with that jerk, I screamed. The year went by unbearably slowly, and I finally got my divorce. In the divorce, I had no claim on Jacob's family money, but he gave me $200,000 himself. Buy yourself a house and move away from your crazy mother. My ex-husband said, and then he added, I'm sorry about what happened. It's been a sucky year for both of us. That's for sure, but thanks for the money. I could use it. After the divorce, I immediately bought a house on the coast. It wasn't a new one, but I didn't care. My mother wanted to move in with me. She'd always wanted to move out of that cramped apartment and into a house of her own. Oh no, I'm going to live here alone, I said. Lily, how could you do this to your own mother? How could you do this to your own daughter? You got yourself into debt, and you made me pay it off without thinking about my schooling or what I wanted. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't have this house. I'm the one who made you marry Jacob. Yes, and that was a terrible year, too. Even that 200000 wouldn't make up for it. I don't want to see you. I closed the door in front of my mother, and I cried. I was very hurt that she couldn't understand me, and it hurt even more that I would no longer be able to communicate with her. My mother had betrayed me. Melissa and I renovated my new house together, and then one night... Jacob showed up at my door. Did something happen? Yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to, and I have a problem. Jacob told me his business is failing, and he has nowhere else to go, because all his friends and majors had turned their backs on him. My friend wanted him out, because she knew how he humiliated me at that social gathering. No, he's staying. And even though my ex-husband and I weren't friends, he gave me money after the divorce, and helped me move out of my mother's house. I helped Jacob come to his senses after he lost his business. I also suggested a good idea for a startup. He loved the idea, but I had to sell the house to make it happen. Melissa thought the guy was going to screw me, but Jacob didn't. Instead, he took a cut, and now we're making money together from the business. The business helped us get closer and become friends. However, no amount of money helped me to reconcile with my mother. She was now resentful of me, but I didn't want to crawl on my knees in front of her either. But I hope that in future, we can forgive each other. Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and so on and you'll be given a shout out. Also drop your social media username so that we can find you. Thanks for your support. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel by clicking the link in this episode description. You should also please follow or subscribe to our other podcast My Animated Story by clicking on this episode description. And also, kindly please rate and review this podcast by...